with the drums. Your mama was a movie queen, and she was one of the best. This might seem strange. Hello, welcome to Fresh Track by Track. I'm your host, Aaron, and today we'll be talking about brackets. There'll never be close brackets, another like <laughs> me, from MPLS Sound. Uh, although obviously Prince stylizes it as MPL sound. Uh, recorded in 2008 at Paisley Park and released on the 24th of March 2009, along with Lotus Flower and Elixir. On the track, it is just Prince, as it is for most of this particular album, uh, with the exception of Chocolate Box. Uh, the track is six minutes two, and joining me to talk about today is Antu. Hello, Antu. Uh, hey, Darren. Now, obviously, Prince, you know, he released Lotus Flower along with two other albums. Uh, there's a weird thing where in France, um, MPLS Sound was also released under the name Lotus Flower, but the disc was titled MPLS Sound. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know why France did that, but they basically didn't market MPLS Sound as a separate album. Uh, and obviously in America, you know, the the whole thing was sold at a kind of discount uh, of eleven dollars ninety eight uh, for all three CDs, which you know uh, helped propel it to the top of the charts. Um, I, so this is like you know um, one of Prince's last. Uh, kind of number one albums uh, it got to number two in the billboard top 200 but it was number one in the top r&b hip-hop albums and number one in the billboard independent albums because of course it was distributed by npg records prince didn't have a record deal at this particular time uh-huh. uh, the album spent uh which, which, you know, which is crazy like as in the idea of like prince being an independent artist in, in like in that way you know <laughs> Yeah, but then at the same time, uh, Britney Spears' um, Hit Me One More Time was like the best-selling independent single for like a decade. Really? Yeah, because the label that distributed it was, I think, Zomba. And they they weren't technically owned by anyone when they distributed that single. So it ended up being like a... That technically speaking was the biggest indie hit. <laughs> That's fucking of, crazy. Like, in, in the same in the same way that like John Carpenter's um, uh, Escape from no uh, sorry Halloween was like the number the one independent film until um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out in 1990 because it was you know it wasn't uh, it wasn't made by a studio it was it was then later picked up by a studio and distributed um, hmm. but the, but uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was made by an independent studio so you know number one indie film. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess definitions are meaningless, except if you want to be number one on the Billboard Independent album charts, which Prince was. Uh, the album hung around for, you know, about six months in most of those charts. Uh, it did very well across Europe, of course. Uh, in France, the charts are a little bit different because obviously they distributed it in a couple of different forms. Um, you know, this was released both on CD, digital, and also there was a uh, an LP um, that, was, that was made available. It was released on vinyl. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it's just one of these weird things where Prince decided to, you know, have two albums that were kind of opposite of each other. One was very mm-hmm. much kind of rock and guitar based. You had a lot of stuff with, um, you know, Sonny T and Michael B. Um, you know, you had a lot of stuff with CC Dunham and Josh Dunham. Uh, you know, you pretty much Prince kind of using his band to the fullest extent. And then you have this album, which is Prince, uh, dusting off the Lynn drum machine, uh, learning how to use Pro Tools and apparently on a bet doing an entire album as he would have done in the early 80s had he had Pro Tools <laughs> instead oh. of just using like an 8-track. Um, 
And so everything has the Lynn drum machine on. Pretty much every song starts from a program track that he did on the on the Lynn, and then he built the songs on top of those, um, which you know is fine. But uh, I'm not a huge fan of this album. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, I I think I prefer Lotus Flower slightly to this. Uh, but again, I'm not like a gigantic fan of Lotus Flower. Mm-hmm. Uh, I prefer I prefer 2010 and Planet Earth. You know, which are either side of of this kind of three disc set. Um, to to you know to this this kind of uh, I don't know this this weird little experiment that Prince did you know you obviously Lotus Flower has the bookends that kind of you know kind of give the album a, a kind of cohesion um, and then obviously this album has you know a lot of songs that have this, a similar sound because of the Lynn drum machine um, but uh, I don't know I just I just prefer you know what he did with 2010 and with Planet Earth uh, you know it's not it's nice for Prince to be you know experimenting as he yeah. approaches his fifties. But at the same time, it's like uh, I don't know. I, it's not really experimenting I, if you're like kind of going back to the sound that arguably that was like didn't necessarily make you famous, but like most popularly known for like on a bet as well. Like just like yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, basically, he's calling the album Minneapolis Sound, which is what yeah. obviously everyone from around that time in the early '80s was labeled as. And so he's, he, you know, he's basically acknowledging it and saying, you know, this is this is the sound that I created in the early 80s, um, to which most people, I'm sure, would say, yes, Prince. But that was the early 80s. Uh, this is 2009. <laughs> so, so it's not the 80s, um, you know, and, and I don't know, I like obviously, as I go through these tracks, I'll kind of get into what I like and don't like about them. But just like every single time the kind of the Lynn drum machine and the kind of the I don't know, whatever synth he was using, the, you know, the attempt to kind of get back to sounding like 80s prints, um, I feel like it's kind of misplaced. Um, although saying that, I would I would say that uh, You're Gonna See Me, which is the track I've already covered because it was also one, one Night Alone, when yep. that was remade using the 80s kind of, you know, drum machine sound, it actually fitted the context of that song a lot better than the One Night Alone version did. So, yep, of course, you know, yep. That's probably like the most successful song on here. But the rest of it, uh, I don't know, I... A couple of the songs like this one have kind of, uh, you know, the guitar stuff in there as well. Um, but it feels kind of weirdly out of place because it's it's not it's not like 80s era Prince guitar stuff. It's, you know, it's kind of 2000s Prince guitar stuff. So it, it doesn't kind of really gel with the, the, the drum machine stuff. Um, this, I don't know. You know, you know, I think this kind of sounds almost 90s-ish as well. And it's like R&B-ness. Like it doesn't sound like an 80s Prince song at all. <laughs> like, Yeah, that's another thing that, you know, obviously I'll discuss as I get into the specific tracks, but I don't think that the subject matter is the subject matter that Prince was yeah. writing in the 80s. And I think, like, if he was talking about, you know, people not picking the phone up on him and, you know, people <laughs> breaking his heart and, you know, the general, the stuff that he, he kind of wrote about on, um, you know, like uh, Controversy and, 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 you know, Dirty Mind and 1999. Yeah, he, he was still you know. an underdog in, in whatever way... Prince could have been an underdog back then, but yeah. Yeah, was... well, I mean, you know, those first, those, that, you know, Dirty Mind and Controversy didn't sell huge amounts until after Purple Rain, you know, so like he was still kind of like, you know, a low selling artist at that point. Yeah. And some of that kind of seeped into his lyrics and his content. Yeah. You know, this track is kind of like a party track about Prince telling you how great the party is. And, and you like know, how this... great he is, one. And like how, <laughs> how he has his thing called email. So anachronistic to the 80s. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like the subject matter feels kind of more 2000s. Although, again, Prince yeah. is slightly behind the time. So, yeah, it does feel kind of 90s-ish. 
Um, you know, and, and it doesn't really like it doesn't really fit the kind of the aesthetic he's gone for. The whole kind of like eighties Prince sound, it, it, the subject matter doesn't fit with it, and so yeah. uh, you know, and the guitar feels too kind of like two thousands Prince. Like the whole the whole thing doesn't really gel together for me. Um, you know, and also at the same time, olive oil in your hair. <laughs> I was. I, I'm kind of curious if, if anyone. I suppose people <laughs> probably do do that, like because olive oil is good for you, quote unquote. But like, uh, yeah, I, I've never heard <laughs> of anyone in my life personally to to have done it. Like, uh, but you know, like, I, I don't know. I just I I find like this this kind of like you know. I mean, I don't mind Prince kind of boasting, and I've said this before. If Prince boasts on a song, he has to make a song that is great to match the boast. Yeah. If he boasts and the song is mediocre, it just makes him look silly. And I think that's kind of what's going on here. When he's like, there'll never be another like me, it's like, yeah, of course, we we acknowledge that. You know, We know yeah. there's not going to be another person like Prince. But then he kind of delivers this song that's got this Lynn drum machine and this kind of weird 90s guitar and then has this kind of R&B kind of feel to it. And it's yeah. like... I, this feels like a real kind of muddled mess. Um, you know, at this point, I'm like, I'm glad there's not going to be another like you, because if they're going to deliver this nonsense, <laughs> then, you know. But I don't I, know. I, I still I still kind of enjoy the vibe of it. Like, it feels like Prince is having fun and kind of just letting loose a little bit. But it just it just doesn't feel like the experiment really works for me. Yeah, I think um, what you were saying about how, like, this isn't... Yeah, like, the notion of Prince being, like... he, Like, you know, his 80s stuff, like, was... He was still, he had to fight for things. Like, this is, like, third act Prince where, like, he's already conquered the world and he's kind of just reining it in. Like, he's just having, he, no, he's not reining it in, but he's just having some fun and, like, I'm the best. Like, and it just doesn't really suit that sound. Like, you know, it's just, it, it's a, like, it's kind of like a braggy hip-hop song, basically, but then, like, centered around, like, not, not even, like, an 80s hip-hop sound, but, like, a kind of, <laughs> yeah, almost 80s sound yeah and you know he i mean the fact that he's saying you know it doesn't really matter who you get with because it just ain't meant to be uh, it doesn't really matter because you never should have would it even could have been like me it's like okay prince we get it um and by, I, I, by the I, way I said, which which yeah. is kind of like factually true for anyone you know what i mean like everyone is different and we all matter prince. <laughs> like no one can be like you because no one has to be god damn it yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, there have been some people over the years who've tried and, you know, unsuccessfully, I'd say. Yeah, but um, like he's laying know. down the formula, Darren. Step one, olive oil in the hair. <laughs> Step two. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I, the, like the walk-in closet as well, trying to find something to wear. It's like, okay, Prince, we get it. You live in a gigantic mansion. You've already sung a song about it. We already know about it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you're so you affluent know. that you put a cooking oil in your hair. <laughs> we get it. Uh, you know, he checks his email to see where the party be. Um, you know, change the names to protect the guilty and <laughs> see, uh, get ready like, to creep. So skeezy. Change the name to protect the guilty. Like, is he... I'm, I'm thinking he's going to, like, hang out with some underworld figures. Like, because <laughs> he's, like, rich and famous now. Like, oh. It's just... It's it's just a play on the ch- the names have been changed to protect the innocent. It's yeah, just I a know. play on that, you know. No, that's all he's, he's saying doing. Prince doesn't snitch. All right, that's what he's saying. He's like, hey, I know you've done <laughs> bad stuff. I, I I mean, you know, he's he's talking about you know should he bring someone or dance alone? It doesn't matter, because uh, it doesn't matter to me, y'all, because tonight is own. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I I don't know, like 
uh, as well, the fact that he's already told us he's he's only getting out of the bed in, in the afternoon as well. You know, it's late afternoon he slipped out of his bed. And then it's about half past ten and he's on his way. I mean... Uh, you know, half past ten. I'm I'm fast asleep, Prince. I can't be I can't be doing with this kind of lifestyle that you're talking about here. Um, he talks about a fine little Puerto Rican DJ again with Puerto Ricans. Um, you know, this goes all the way back to Uptown, where it's like black, yeah, white, freaking. Puerto Rican. Everybody's just a freaking. Um, you know, and and also uh, there was uh, there was one of the songs on Emancipation where he mentions Puerto Ricans again. Yeah. No, go for it. I mean, like it, just this obsession he has with Puerto Ricans is. <laughs> yeah, and then know. he goes like. Oh, Mama Sita! Like he sings that <laughs> underneath, because like, yeah, he's gonna sing to this lady. Yeah, uh, and yeah. the only thing he, he can think to say to anybody who speaks Spanish is Mama Sita, <laughs> um, which he's done in songs before this as well. I think that's a move a lot of people do, like just saying, "Hey, Mama Sita!" Like it's <laughs> yes, I know there are, there are so many Spanish people that just call me Poppy all the time, and I'm not even sure why. <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> no, I don't know uh, any Spanish people. Okay, um, uh, and of course he threatens if there ain't if she ain't got prince's new song they're gonna be a scene because <laughs> i can't stand when nobody's cussing at me when i'm clean okay uh, which again yeah. like adds to the anachronism of like this whole 80s experiment like prince 80s prince totally used the word fuck all the time and swore like swore off a storm which is like hey hey this is kind of like i hate to say this, this is kind of a dad song in a lot of ways like I'm I mean, man. I'm pulling olive oil on my hair. Um, <laughs> hey, like this DJ better have my new song. Like, hey, also stop swearing, kiddos. Like, well, when he recorded this song, he would have just recently turned fifty. So, um, you know, it makes sense that you yeah. know. He, I mean, he's talking about good thing I ate my spinach. <laughs> like, yeah, which is like okay, Prince. I mean, had, you, had, earlier, earlier you were acting like a teenager rolling out of bed in the late afternoon, but now you're like, thank God I had like a, a sensible kind of leafy green. Um, what's even I, weirder was like for me, like hearing him sing that. I was like, no one has thought about Popeye in decades, <laughs> like at all, like. <laughs> Even at the during the eighties, that would have been like an out of date reference. I mean, I don't know. I think that uh, Robert Altman's film kind of brought Popeye back a little bit, and of course, there was the cartoon show Popeye and Son, uh, which was popular for you know about a decade in the in, from the eighties into the nineties. But yeah, it's still like two decades since anybody's even thought about Popeye at this particular point. Um, so I mean, I don't even know that if that uh, if that cartoon is still syndicated in newspapers. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, he talks about how, you know, uh, what's this boy doing? Why making that fra- face? Uh, don't he know I have crazy friends with me ready to tear up this place? Now, earlier yeah, he was in... saying, should he should he take someone or should he dance alone? <laughs> so is he dancing alone or do, I mean, is this a reference to his bodyguards? Um, like, no, it's, you know, it's, like, going it's like the sort of underworld he's alluding to. Like he's like there with some like criminals, career criminals who are guilty, quote unquote. That like, <laughs> hey, I will trash this venue like because of your facial expression and boy, goddamn it! Also, did did I tell you me and my entourage had our spinach? Goddamn! <laughs> yeah, they're they're very much they're very much got enough roughage in their body. Um, I know, like, and then and then he kind of talks about you know you and me we both dimes. Uh, there was a song that he did on the album before where he was talking about you know. Um, dimes looking for a nickel or something nickels looking for dimes so again he's he's took on this this weird thing of referring to himself as a 10 always saying dimes instead um, <laughs> and then he says all them other pennies should scatter 
uh, we ought to not waste this time. And then he's like, that's why. And he goes into the chorus one last time. But I like the idea that he's rating himself a 10 out of 10. <laughs> and everybody else is a 1 out of 10. Then they're, they're not even 5 out of 10s anymore. They're pennies. They're 1 out of 10. And that's how highly Prince thinks of himself. He is um, more attractive than everybody else exponentially in this club. Um, which I'm sure is true. You know, uh, I'm, I'm sure wherever Prince has gone. I mean, why would Prince go to a place where it's full of pennies? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, I don't think I don't think Prince would ever att- attend a party where everyone is a one out of ten. Um, you know, like that just doesn't feel like Prince's scene, does it? Like, yeah, Prince is punching down. Is that what you're saying? He's like, I mean, he's definitely doing that. Like, yeah, he's like, hey, f- you, Penny. <laughs> well, I, I guess I guess that's what he would refer to everybody as. You know, that he didn't like, and they probably didn't know why. Yeah. Um, because you know he has this weird kind of coinage reference for how he rates people uh, on a uh, scale of one to ten. Is this like the first, like, you know, there's a part in this where he sings in autotune or is that like the, that voice box thing that Robert Troutman uses, you know, that, that, you know what I mean? Like California love, wow, 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 the voice. Yeah. <laughs> you have like the most puzzled look on your face at the moment. <laughs> no, I know what you, I know what you're talking you about. Is that auto tune or is he singing? It's that's that not that's not that's not auto tune. It's a it's a talk box. Yeah, the talk box. Um, right, goddamn it. Yeah, he 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 used it before, didn't he? He's used it. He's used it on. Well, he's used it for his guitar effects before now. Mm-hmm. What you're talking? I mean, you're talking about the Peter Frampton. Do you feel like I feel that that talk? <laughs> yeah, box that thing. kind of holding it. Yeah, I guess which, that, which, like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, that's what it sounds like to me. You know, obviously, you know, it works like a, an effects pedal. Um, it's. I mean, it's also um, it's also used on um, what's that song? Uh, Don't leave me now by what's his face and Thingamajig. You know the song, but like you know, it's that's that's kind of one of the more famous kind of uses of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it sounds like he's kind of he's kind of doing that. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I I like you know I I don't know I I I I just find the whole thing doesn't really fit together. Like you know you have this kind of prince boasting about how great he is, you know talking about how they've got to have the new prince song, which I'm guessing at this point was Crimson and Clover. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know how that's going to go down at a party when people are like, oh yeah, here's at, at this cover. Uh, at a yeah, club Tommy with a bunch James. Of pennies. Do you pennies even <laughs> yeah. like? It? <laughs> Yeah, do you pennies even realise this is the new Prince song? <laughs> Except it's not a new Prince song, it's a cover of a Tommy James song, which I'm sure you've heard covered by other people before now. But uh, yeah, I don't know. The whole thing just doesn't really fit together for me. Like it's, you know, and this is something that's kind of true, I think, of the rest of the album. Like I think pretty much everything on this album for me is like a three out of five. It's just, you know, like it, it, I, there's, there's, track, there's other tracks on this album, which if you just take the Lynn drum machine off and you turn it into like, you know, a piano ballad or, you know, a rock ballad, I think they would be really great songs. But the, the Lynn drum machine for me just brings the whole thing down because it feels like Prince trying to recapture that era. And also he's not he's not writing material like Prince in the 80s did. So mm. it just doesn't it just doesn't fit the kind of the aesthetic it's like you've got subject matter that doesn't make any sense with this particular aesthetic and then you've got it with guitar playing that feels too kind of 90s or 2000s to really go with the Lindrum machine as well so it's i don't know the whole thing just doesn't really fit together so i would say you know just a three out of five you know i'm i'm not going to say that's for everything on this album but certainly for this opening song yeah um you know and six minutes long you know it's yeah needlessly like repeating this chorus that about like no one can be like him which which is true like he's really 
like a really wonderful individual and there would be <laughs> like no one else like him but we don't need a song about it we kind of get it friends and it's telling as well that like when it was originally streamed on the uh, 18th of december uh, 2008 uh, it was only uh, it was only a version that was half the length it was 2 minutes 48 so the fact that it you know the full the full version ends up being more than 6 minutes long it's just like i don't know and he just he never like he performed it live like once um, and kind of put it, you know, into into a kind of medley with controversy, uh, which I guess kind of fits. But I don't know. It, it, to me, it's just like it, it, the whole kind of experiment just doesn't really work. Um, and, you know, like I remember when this album was announced, like, you know, people were obviously talking about uh, Lotus Flower, first of all, because the number three, it replaces the E. And people were like, what is Prince doing? Um, and then you had this whole thing where people were like, yeah, Prince is, you know, he's got the Lindrum machine back out. He's going to do a load of tracks with the Lindrum machine. It's going to be great. And I was like, that just feels like a step backwards, like a big step backwards at this point. You're talking, you know, an almost 30 year step backwards. <laughs> and I just don't think that the album justified this kind of premise. You know, so just kind of disappointing. Yeah, I I really agree. Like the whole weird dad braggy element of it is kind of lame, and I, I will say it has one merit. It let us know that Prince does use email, like from like all his songs where he like, hey, hey, page me. Like he's updating his technology every every couple of decades. Yeah, but he had a song called Email on Emancipation. <laughs> uh, really? God damn. Yeah. It's called www. Well, he sings the chorus, which is www.email.com. That's the chorus. Right, it doesn't I, make any I, sense for an email address. Look, it is three discs long. I'm not going to deep dive for email songs, Darren. Okay, all right. But yeah, I, I agree with you. This is like a three out of five. And yeah, just, yeah, just a repetitive, long ass song. Well, I feel like we said about as much as anyone's going to say about there'll never be another like me. So uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug onto? Oh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter at Antu Comedy. That's spelled A-N-H-T-U Comedy. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you could email us at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Don't know why you would, though. Uh, thanks once more for being my guest here on two. Uh, uh, no problem, Darren. I'm, I'm grateful that you can spend time with a penny such as myself. And otherwise, goodbye. <laughs> All right, bye.